Hey y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the world of fitness and nutrition. Today, we're going to talk all about chronic fatigue, the symptoms, potential causes, and ways to fix it. So let's jump right in. Today's guest is Dr. Evan Hurst. He is the best-selling author of Fix Your Fatigue, the four-step process to resolving chronic fatigue, achieving abundant energy, and reclaiming your life. I'm very excited that he is here to share his knowledge and his wisdom. So Evan, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thanks so much for having me on, Lacey. So my journey, you know, really started... um, when I got into, at least with fatigue, when I got into residency. So, you know, I grew up with a pretty natural mom and uh, on the East Coast in New Jersey, never met a naturopath, never met a chiropractor. You know, my mom was able to decrease the, her her cholesterol numbers by taking Oprah and Oprah muffins and Oprah cereals, kind of, kind of like crazy Oprah for about six months there. Um, but it was great. It really showed me, you know, kind of like what nutrition can do. But I had never met, I didn't know you know, I didn't know any nutritionists. And so I was good at science. I liked helping people. And so I kind of, I went the conventional route, went to medical school for MDs and then residency. And I always loved the, uh, the West coast. So I came out here for residency and about a month in, I met my wife, Stacy and yeah, it was, you know, just a wonderful time getting to know her. But about three months into our relationship, she started to get fatigue. And I'm asking all of my doctors through my training and and looking things up online. I can't find anything. I mean, there's just very little in the conventional literature. It's pretty much, you know, if you have, you know, B12 deficiency, you know, certain kinds of anemias and then low thyroid. And that was it. And so we tested those in her and she was fine. And so, you know, I'm scratching my head and trying to figure this out. And I felt completely powerless. You know, here I am going into this profession where I really want to help people. And I can't even help this woman that I'm falling in love with. So um it was it was heartbreaking and she ended up having fatigue for three years wow and yeah and I really couldn't help her at all um and then I graduated through residency I I became board certified in holistic medicine and then started training in functional medicine and started learning you know I, I I started learning more about um some of the environmental toxicities, heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, but I could help people to a certain level. Um, and I started seeing, because I was practicing functional medicine, I started seeing very complex cases and a lot of people with fatigue and I could help them. I started off initially replacing a lot of deficiencies and fixing their nutrition. And, but there were certain people that I couldn't help. So I would go to conferences and I'd read more and then I'd, you know, I'd learn about like heavy metals and then I'd help, you know, the next layer of people. But there were still people that I couldn't help. And then I learned about molds and but then there were still people that I couldn't help. And then I learned about infections, you know, so I kind of kept going until I got to this place where I was able to help so many people. Now, part of this process was also healing myself because after my residency program, I started a practice, married my wife, had a kid. And then I crashed and I had five years of chronic fatigue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was awful. My brain fog was awful. I could barely pay attention to the person in front of me. My, it was just like I was in a fog all day long and I had to hire other people in order to see the, the patients and train them 
because I could only last for a couple hours before I had to lie down, lightheadedness and awful fatigue and body pain. And it was really awful. So I was kind of treating myself as I was going through this. And so through this process, I was able to resolve my own fatigue. And at this point, I've resolved thousands of people fatigue. And so I really wanted to get this message out. And so I wrote the book, which has fortunately been a, a bestseller on Amazon, or they can people can download it for free um, on my website. So I'm really just, I'm on a mission now to help a million people resolve their chronic fatigue. So, you know, being on podcasts like this and summits and, you know, I've just launched a group coaching program. So just trying to get the word out and help as many people as I can. I beyond appreciate that. I love seeing people have a mission and a passion for helping others. So thank you for being that. And I know to my listeners, you guys, his book is fabulous. So I will make sure in my description <laughs> that there's a link to his book, to all of his social media. But I'm very stoked to have Dr. Hirsch on board, ready to talk about chronic fatigue. So essentially, Dr. Hirsch, how does someone know they have fatigue? What are the common signs and symptoms? That's a great question because a lot of us, you know, kind of go through our day with, with compensating. And so, you know, coffee, caffeine, you know, other stimulants um, requiring more sleep. So it's, it's really um, fatigue is really tiredness that's not resolved after rest. So you should be able to, if you're getting seven to nine hours of, of sleep a night, you should be able to go throughout your day without an issue. But if you're finding that you're tired, if you're finding you need a pick-me-up, if you're finding that you're napping, usually around 3 p.m., between 2 and 5 p.m. is a big time for people to crash. Mm -hmm. Like those are all signs that people have fatigue. And they may not have, you know, 15 of the causes of fatigue, they may just have, you know, one or two where, you know, you fix their adrenals or their B12 levels or whatever, and they're, they're good to go. Or, you know, it might be just indicative of a larger problem. Awesome. So you're essentially saying that fatigue is not caused by general tiredness. There's an underlying issue there. There's always a cause and there's always multiple causes. Okay, so let's dive into some of the causes. I know we have mentioned um, prior to our conversation, toxicity, stealth infections. So I'll let you dive into it. What are essentially causes of fatigue? So Lacey, what I found is that there's 15 different causes and they can really be broken down into deficiencies and excesses. And so with deficiencies, we're talking about deficiencies in hormones. So adrenals, thyroid, sex hormones. There could be deficiencies in nutrition. So, you know, poor nutrition, you know, you know, eating the wrong diets. If they're eating too much sugar, they're not eating enough um, whole foods. I'm a big advocate for paleo where you're mostly eating meat and veggies, you know, very low on the grains and sugars, a little, little bit of fruit. So there can be, and there can be deficiencies in B12 and magnesium and iron. So that's kind of, you know, some of the first ones that can have deficiencies in sleep. So if they're not getting enough sleep, deficiencies in water, not drinking enough water. And then the excesses are heavy metal toxicity. So 100,000 pounds of mercury are dumped from coal plants into our oceans every year, which is why, unfortunately, everything that comes out of the ocean um, has mercury in it. So I don't even, you know, I don't even eat fish anymore or any oh, sort wow. of seafood, unfortunately. Um, so that's heavy metals. You know, and there's 70% of all lipsticks out there have lead in them. 
So it's really important to, you know, to get these um, identified. So that's heavy metals and then chemicals, 87,000 chemicals were exposed to that haven't been tested appropriately by the FDA and our cosmetics and, you know, pesticides, herbicides, a lot of these things. Molds, you know, 50% of all buildings in this country have water damage and most of those have molds in them and molds, you know, could cause all sorts of problems for folks. So that's heavy metals, chemicals, molds, and then infections. These can be um, nasal infections. These can be chronic infections in the gut. They can include parasites, and you don't have to get out of the United States in order to get parasites. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be Lyme, you know, which includes Bartonella and Babesia and a number of these other things, Epstein-Barr virus. Um, so infections. And then emotions, negative emotions, negative emotional patterns. You know, that's kind of how my wife got over her chronic fatigue is through improving her emotions. And I got over mine through um, improving my physical health more so than my emotions. So we're kind of coming together and we've created this group coaching program, but I digress. (laughs) So heavy, so in terms of the excesses, heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, so food allergies, you know, gluten, dairy, are really the big ones, soy, GMO corn, you know, there's there's some of those other ones that can cause issues for people. Sugars are definitely a big one. Um, allergies, emotions, uh, electromagnetic frequencies are also becoming big, you know, with 5G starting to roll out and Wi-Fi is everywhere that we know that those disrupt DNA and they can also um, contribute and cause fatigue. And what I've found is that everybody's got multiple causes and everybody has different multiple causes. So, you know, Joe over here, you know, may have three causes of fatigue and they're going to be different than the three causes that Sally over here is going to have. And so somebody might say, well, my friend got over their fatigue by taking this supplement. And that's really what they should be looking for is what the causes are that they have, because that's the only way that you can then take the right treatment and then resolve it. Yes, it's very important. Individuality. And it's all in regards to the fatigue. What frustrates me is if somebody is having a problem and they go and see a doctor, is them getting dismissed for, you know, their pain, their symptoms, um, and just just being told to just cover up the problem, just, you know, just taking it easy, just taking more caffeine, laying right. off just the sugar, and they're, they're not getting the help that they need. So I'm really excited that we're able to kind of go over a couple of the causes, and hopefully people can be enlightened and kind of look into what could be going on. I know I had a my own client, nutrition client, and she had she had chronic fatigue, really tired, muscle and joint pain. Um, her blood pressure and blood sugar was just going up and down. And, you know, I was like, you know what? There's something wrong. We had our labs tested. Everything actually looked pretty fine other than her testosterone was high. And I was like, you know what? There's, there is something going on. And she had recently just started um, getting her house redone. And I was like, just just do me a favor and do a mold test. Nice. And they found black mold in her wow. house. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's huge. We have to get mm-hmm. you on a detoxification program. So just to my listeners, if you are struggling with chronic fatigue, you're going to have to do lab work. You're going to have to do tests, but it's always going to be worth it. So Dr. Hirsch, what is the four-step process that you use to help treat the cause of fatigue? And I know it's all going to be, you know, based on the individual's cause. 
Yes. Um, so the four steps that I have found, the first step is to assess. And that's to find the causes. Like I said, 15 different causes, you got to figure out exactly which ones you have in order to achieve success. So that's the first step. The second step is to replace the deficiencies. So the first thing that I like to do, I like to get people better as fast as possible and as safely as possible. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I like to do is I like to boost deficiencies. So if somebody is deficient in uh, adrenal hormone, thyroid, B12, magnesium, replacing those things is going to immediately help with energy, with mood, with sleep. And so it's totally getting them on the right path. And then we can focus on getting rid of the toxicities and detoxification. So step three is detoxifying. So and opening up all those pathways. So opening up the pathways for kidney, for liver, for lymph, which is like the garbage disposal of the body, um, for neurolymph, you know, there's something called the glymphatic system in the brain, which detoxifies into the glim- which is into the lymph in the body. Um, and so opening up all those pathways so that then when you, in step four, start getting rid of the heavy metals, chemicals, molds, and infection, what I call the usual suspects, you can do it in a, from a much more potent place. You know, you're a lot stronger. Your detoxification pathways are open. You're going to have a lot more success than trying to get rid of those things if you started um, that on, you know, step one or step two. Now, what would you say is a proper detox? Because I know people will run and go try a detox tea or they will try coffee enemas. What is essentially a good detox program to follow if you're having, uh, if you need help with your detoxification? So the first step is always nutrition. So people don't realize that they can start a really good detoxification just by getting rid of gluten by getting rid of dairy, by getting rid of sugar, or just decreasing the amount that they're doing this. You know, and so they're, they're consuming more meat and veggies. That's a, a wonderful place to start. You know, there's all sorts of variations, you know, that can be done beyond that with, you know, juice fasting and, and whatnot and intermittent fasting and some of those things. But just changing the diet, just start moving more. You know, exercise is really, as you know, the panacea for pretty much everything. You know, you can find research on exercise helping every single thing, like in mm-hmm. in, in in our medical textbooks. And so it's just so important because you're going to detoxify. You're going to open up those lymph pathways. You're going to be sweating. You're going to getting stuff out of the skin. So that's kind of like where I like to start. But then a lot of my clients require more support with herbs. You know, I'm an MD, but I use very few. The only the only prescriptions I really use are thyroid, sometimes bioidentical hormones. But I, there's so much that I can do with really potent herbs um, that I don't really need them. So I'll use herbs to start opening up those pathways, sauna, skin brushing, Um, you know, I talked about exercise, but like jumping jacks, you know, anything to kind of get the body moving, dancing. I love to dance. And so, you know, we'll have dance parties in my kitchen with my daughter. So all those things are, are where I would start with detoxification. I love it. And people just, people forget how much exercise is powerful and not only, you know, getting rid of those toxins, getting our bodies moving, but getting those nutrients into the cells of our body. 
really increasing that insulin sensitivity. Nutrition and exercise in itself are very powerful, but like you said, herbs and um, different supplements can be as well. I find that um, I personally use um, N-acetylcysteine, so NAC. I find that mm-hmm. is one of the best things that you can do and take for both your glutathione levels as well as you know helping with a healthy liver. Um, and then in regards to chronic infections and their symptoms. Can you tell us more about how people can um, help, you know, get past just supplementing with these symptoms? How can they really get to conquering these chronic infections? Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah, a lot of people come to me who've seen, you know, Lyme doctors because they've been diagnosed with Lyme or one of Lyme co-infections. And they're really worse off. They've been hit with a, a whole bunch of antibiotics or even herbs, and they're they're not getting the the big picture. You know, a lot of these you talked about it before. You know, a lot of people have this you know this medical trauma. You know, where they're going to see a doc, and even if they're seeing a functional medicine doc, which is awesome, a lot of times they're generalists. They're treating a lot of stuff, or they're specialists where they're you know just focused on leaky gut or mold or Lyme or stuff like that, and they're not taking the big picture into view, and where they're kind of addressing all of these things. So really, in order to get rid of these infections, you have to get your immune system functioning better. And the way that you do that is that you free it up from heavy metals, chemicals, and molds. There's there's no way to get rid of infections if you have one of those three. And there's been some research to show people who have like mold and infections, you treat the mold and the infections will go away because you're kind of, you're bringing the immune system back online and then the immune system can help get rid of these infections with whatever treatment that you're doing. And conversely, if you're not able to get rid of the, um, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to get rid of the infection, you're not going to be um, successful if you have some of these things that are still present. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And then I did have another question in regards to what is the the top nutrient, because I'm a dietitian, what is the top <laughs> nutrient deficiency that you see in your practice with people dealing with chronic uh, fatigue? So it's definitely B12. Okay. Without and a doubt. Do you see that more with people who are more vegetarian or vegan, or do you also see that in people who eat meat? I I see it in people that eat meat as well. Um, you know, there's lots of different sources for reasons or um processes in the body that require B12, detoxification and metabolics. And, and so it's, it's, it's used up very rapidly. And then a lot of people have pernicious anemia that's not mm-hmm. talked about a lot, which is autoimmunity to the, um, um, I can't remember the uh, the actual cell, but that inhibits the ability for B12 to be absorbed in the stomach, intrinsic factor. So it's autoimmunity to intrinsic factor, which is required in order to absorb B12. So a lot of people are eating their meat, but they're not absorbing the B12 from it. So when I look at labs, I'm looking for a level of like 1,500. And most people, you know, the conventional lab will say less than 200 is low, but I consider less than 1,500 to be low. And most of the people who are coming in are, you know, sitting at around 500 or so. I consider that to be very low. 
and it just makes a world of difference because B12 will help with mood. It's going to help with energy. It's going to help with detoxification. It's going to help with sleep, improving the quality of sleep. I had one patient one time who um, she had one of those fancy apps on her phone that was telling her her sleep quality was about 85%. And we improved her B12 and in about a week or two, her sleep quality jumped up to 98%. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to get into deeper sleep, higher quality. So um, very important nutrient that I see a lot of deficiencies. Interesting. I would have thought it would have been um, vitamin D. I know I see that a lot in the clinical practice. And um, do you mind briefly just going over why vitamin D is important and the functional versus conventional ranges for optimal vitamin D status? Absolutely. And I do see quite a bit of vitamin D as well, especially up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, But it is, um, you know, vitamin D can definitely help with fatigue, but it's not as it's not as huge as I would have thought. I mean, definitely helps with, um, you know, um, seasonal affective issues and whatnot. But vitamin D is actually a hormone more so than it is a vitamin just in terms of of how it moves through the body. And it's a really wonderful immune modulator. So as you get up to higher doses of vitamin D, you know, I have some people taking 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. It really helps support the immune system, decreases the risk of cancer. Um, like I said, decreases um, seasonal affective disorder. Um, and so it's, it's, it's an incredibly important nutrient. And I really want to see levels of, you know, 60 to 100. I think it's nanograms per deciliter or something, but 60 to 100. Um, but there, you know, there are, you know, conventionally people are concerned about toxicity with it, you know, with um, issues ha- uh, having to do with the kidneys. But in reality and in practice, and in the research, there really is no validity for it. So there have been people who have levels up to 150 or 200 without any problems um, with their kidneys. So, um, you know, I, I find that with people who've got, you know, chronic infections, whether it's nasal infections or, you know, um, people who have MRSA or strep, um, like different kinds of skin infections, that a lot of times it's just from the vitamin D deficiency. And so I, I jack people's uh, vitamin D up quite significantly in my practice and see wonderful things. Yeah, I, I like to think that vitamin D is beyond powerful. Um, not only do we need it to have healthy bones, prevent osteoporosis specifically for women, but we need it in regards to healthy hormone levels. If you want optimal testosterone, you want optimal estrogen, progesterone, all these hormones in our bodies, we really need to have optimal vitamin D. And I know a lot of my listeners, um, they weight train and having optimal vitamin D is essential for you to be able to build muscle, for you to be able to recover from your workouts. So vitamin D is just, I I don't think it's, it, I wouldn't say it's magical, but having optimal <laughs> vitamin D status can be magical. And I know in the conventional, and you probably see it all the time, conventional doctors are like, oh, you're at 30, you're fine. Well, like you said, 60 is where you want it at the lowest end. So if you're sitting around, you know, 30, you could could be feeling a lot better if your vitamin D is increased. Yep, I totally agree. Lots of really good points there, Lacey. Awesome. Okay. So how do you know if you can help someone with fatigue? 
So it's really about how much they've assessed and how much they've treated. So I tell people, I say, you know, if you have looked at all the causes that I've discussed, if you've tested heavy metals, chemicals, molds, um, because we can test all of these things to see if you have them in your body in excess. Like we have the technologies now. They're not super expensive. You know, it's you know, $300 or so, which is pricey, but you know, Mm -hmm. for what it's going to give you, because all of these things have also been associated with the diseases of longevity, like Alzheimer's and cardiovascular disease, like the more crap you have in your body, and that's a technical term, by the way, the more crap you have in your body, the more likely you are to have these issues. And so doing this testing not only will help people resolve their chronic fatigue, but it helps them long term in preventing a lot of this stuff. So I tell people I can help you if you haven't assessed all of these causes, heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, emotions, EMFs, um, deficiencies in, in hormones and nutrients, then I can help them. Awesome. So what is your first line of assessment? Do you go into um, the lab work and look for nutrition deficiencies and everything before you go into potential stealth infections or mold toxicities or heavy metal toxicities? Do you go over the nutritional aspect first? Absolutely. Yeah. And usually, you know, at the first visit, um, I'm I'm already, you know, I can already tell just by their history, and I talk mm-hmm. about this in the book too, you know, what their deficiencies are. And so, you know, a lot of times I don't need labs right off the bat. I need labs more for the toxicities mm-hmm. because those are more nebulous, but for, you know, deficiencies in nutrients, deficiencies in hormones, you know, I don't need the labs. But I am always starting with adrenals. You know, the adrenals produce cortisol. And for those of you who don't know, adrenals are a small triangular gland, sit on top of the kidney and produce our stress hormones. So they produce um, cortisol. They also produce um, adrenaline hormones, epinephrine and norepinephrine, that really were made for evolutionarily running away from a saber-toothed tiger. Um, And, you know, it used to be that we had these periods of stress where we would run away, fight or flight response, and then the rest of the time we're pretty chill. And now we have, you know, fight or flight all the time. So the adrenal gland is becoming drained. It becomes, you know, the hormones become deficient. And then also all of these toxicities that I'm talking about also all put stress on the body and drain it. So most of the people that I see have adrenal dysfunction. I improve the adrenal gland first and foremost. I start talking to them about nutrition and that starts, you know, a slow detoxification process. But I really try to go, you know, baby steps with folks and so that they can, um, it can be manageable and that they can really be successful. But I really start with adrenals, thyroid, B12, vitamin D, diet. Those are kind of the, uh, the big ones that I'll start with. Awesome. Yeah, I see a lot of people in regards. Well, I don't see a lot of people, but I hear a lot of people dealing with um, adrenal issues in regards to why they're always tired, why they always have fatigue. And so what would be essentially your biggest your biggest suggestion for somebody who has adrenal issues and symptoms? So if we're going to go, and then the important thing to remember too is that as you were speaking, I was thinking, you know, caffeine really whips the adrenal gland, which is why people are like, oh, you know, caffeine really helps my energy. But um, if we're going to go for supplements, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of, you know, mindset stuff that you can do around your relationships to stress. There is some research around how your, um, how you perceive stress 
if you perceive it to be overbearing and uncomfortable and a problem, then you're, you're going to react physiologically to that and you're going to have more of a problem with it. If you see stress as exciting and, um, and motivating, then you're going to have less of a problem with it physiologically. Um, but then, you know, there's all the emotional things, you know, like our perfectionistic tendencies. That was a big issue for me. Um, and then just a lot of negative patterns that we have. Trying to improve the simplicity of our life, the quality of our life, that's mm-hmm. all, you know, very helpful. Making sure that you're improving your sleep. You know, there's so much lifestyle stuff. Exercise, but you have to manage exercise because if you exercise too much, it's going to stress the body and it's going to be hard on the adrenals. Mm-hmm. So all those things are kind of lifestyle stuff in addition to diet. And then um, in terms of supplements, I really love Eleuthero Root. Okay. And there's a particular supplement called Adrenal PX that I really like that, you know, I've got a, uh, a store on my website if people are interested in going on there and grabbing it. But it's been amazing. It's super smooth, super strong. I tell people to take, you know, one capsule in the morning, one capsule at noon, and that can really help prevent the 3 p.m. crash. Sometimes I'll have people take a 3 p.m. dose, but it can mess with um, with sleep in the evenings, and then I just back them down to twice a day. I'll work people up to three capsules in the morning, three capsules at noon, and that that makes a huge difference in people's lives and their ability to function better under under pressure, function better under overwhelm. And then I'll have them take certain things at night, like phosphatidylserine, um, lemon balm. There's a number of, of other herbs that, that can be really helpful for taking the steam out of the adrenal so that their their brain stops working at night. You know, people will say, you know, I'm tired in the day, and then at night my brain's going crazy. I got monkey mind. I can't fall asleep. And it's mm-hmm. really because they have this circadian rhythm confused where their body is confused about what awake is and what asleep is. And once you start boosting up the, the energy of the body during the day, then sleep becomes so much better. The body realizes that's what's supposed to happen. So I boost people in the morning and then at night give them a little something to kind of decrease the uh, the cortisol, the adrenaline effect, and that works really well. Love it, love it. Are you a fan of um, different adaptogens like ashwagandha, rhodiola, um, and things like maca? I am, but I have found, and Eleuthero, you know, is also an adaptogen, and there are some other things that are kind of in that complex of Adrenal PX, but what I found was that the adaptogens, they're wonderfully balancing, mm-hmm. but they're not stimulating enough. Gotcha. Or there are some there are some that are, but, you know, I'm looking for the big guns to get this person out of mm-hmm. bed, get them motivated, and so what I found is that, um, once again, going strong, but going safe is that you know, you know Eleuthero Root has been my favorite. Great. Awesome. Well, he said where you can get it. So if you want that, then make sure you go to his website. Okay. I have a final question for you. And that mm-hmm. is if somebody wants to learn more about functional medicine, where should they go? Do you have any best suggestions for programs, certifications, or different universities? For somebody who wants to become trained as like a, a health coach in functional medicine? Yes, sir. Just educate. Or just just, yeah. just to educate themselves because we know there's a lot of quackery out there. Right. Well, you know, I've got in, in my book, I've got, you know, 50 pages of resources and references, um, you know, to kind of to talk about a lot of the research associated with the stuff. But my book really is, you know, people have just dis- 
have given me this feedback. I didn't even think about it, but it really is essentially a functional medicine textbook. And the functional medicine textbook is really darn good too. It's quite uh, voluminous, but, um, you know, if you're going to look at all of the, you know, functional medicine is just about bioidentical individuality. So, you know, what is specific, who you are um, specifically, and what your biochemistry looks like and how to assess it. And it really is, if you can, if you can treat or you understand chronic fatigue, you can really treat anything because chronic fatigue is the hardest thing that I found as a functional medicine practitioner and that most functional medicine practitioners would agree with because of all the causes and all the nuances to it. Um, so my book is great. The textbook of functional medicine is great. Um, the Institute of Functional Medicine is great. Um, the, what is it? The Institute of um, Functional Medicine Coaching. I know I'm forgetting the name right now, but there's a couple <laughs> okay. of really good health coaching programs out there. Um, that uh, I've heard really good things about. My assistant, John, just kind of went through that program and, and he thought that it was really valuable. So, and I've heard other people too. Um, but if you Google, you know, functional medicine, health coaching, you'll find it. And that's, and I think that would probably be my number one recommendation for somebody who wants to be a functional medicine health coach. Well, fabulous. Thank you. I know I just pulled your book up and guys, he has 259 references. So that is fantastic. I'm, <laughs> I'm a firm believer in looking at the references because you don't ever want to just get a book and there be no references because right. then you're like, where'd they get their, where'd they get the information? Is this even like scientifically sound? Is this evidence based? So right. I love seeing at least 200 references for a book. So 259. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hirsch, for um, sharing your knowledge and your expertise. And I want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast and taking your time. So um, where can my listeners, if they want to reach out to you in regards to your, um, your you said your group coaching, which is exciting, um, and then your book, where can they find you? Whether it be on your website or social, social media. Yep. So I'm at fixyourfatigue.org. So that's F-I-X-Y-O-U-R-F-A-T-I-G-U-E.org. Or if you Google Evan Hirsch chronic fatigue, you will definitely find me. And on that site, you can find you know a link to our free Facebook group where I do Facebook Lives every week or so and um, have a bunch of other content in there. Um, the group coaching program right now is, has just been announced only in that group, um, and that's going to be open for the next seven days or so, the enrollment for that is. Um, and then the book is a free download on my website. So thank you so much, Lacey, for having me on and helping me achieve or take the next step in achieving my mission of helping a million people resolve their chronic fatigue. Of course, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And you guys, everything that he said in regards to where to find him, his um, website, it'll be in the, the description below. Thank you so much again, Dr. Hirsch, and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Lacey. Bye.